What have you been doing, Andrew? I see you've been getting back into the movie game a bit. Not really. I feel like I still am falling behind a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't been watching a lot of new movies. You've still been seeing stuff, though, right? I mean, last time I watched, we talked, I did see Creed 2, which you discussed. You know, I, I like Creed 2. I thought it was decent. Um, it's not like the best of the movies, but I think it's good. I will say that, like, I don't understand, like, personally, for me personally, I feel like watching Rocky Four is a big part of Creed Two and its <laughs> effectiveness. So. Probably why it wasn't as powerful to me. Yeah, I guess I don't understand. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, like like you said, you weren't very effective with it, and honestly, it, it's still not like the best. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, there there are plenty of moments where I'm just like, how could you? I don't know. How could you identify with that character at that moment if you don't watch the original? Right. You know? So that's my opinion on it. I get that. Is that. I think it's much more effective <laughs> if you watch Rocky Four, which is one of the best Rocky movies. It's like probably mm-hmm. the second or third best out of all of them. And I do plan on watching Creed Three today. Oh, so you going to the theater? Yeah, I'm gonna try to go to the theater. I don't think you can watch it at home. You're gonna love it, man. No, I'm gonna go see it. You know, the problem is that like I I don't like work is just like busy all the time now, so like there's no time to go to the movie theater anymore. And I want to see. John Wick 4, Scream 6, and Creed 3. But these are all movies that uh, Mew doesn't want to go see. We see movies all the time, but like these are just oh, happen shit. to be movies that Mew is completely uninterested in. <laughs> yeah. So I have to go see them by myself, and there's really like very little time yeah. during the week to see anything by myself. It's just not possible. Right. But I, I think there, but there is a few hours today, so I'm going to go try to see Creed 3 and get that in, because I just I really got to go see that in theaters and I'll eventually, go, I'll probably maybe next week and go see John Wick 4, which I think you saw recently as well. Just saw yesterday. Yeah. I have lots of things to say about it. Lots of things. <laughs> well, you can't spoil it. I understand that like, so it's like really long, which I'm very, I'm really excited for the fact that it's really long. And one thing I heard about it that really makes me interested in it is that I heard that like, because it's so long, like the movie is able to kind of like really extend it's like universe out a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so that part of the movie is better. So I thought that sounded already really great so i'm excited to go and see it and the cast is really cool too what you got rena sawayama scott adkins donnie yen like that's awesome this is an incredible cast everyone in it is incredible oh my god <laughs> you're gonna love john wick 4 everyone should see john wick 4 no i've been i've been really moving my using my movie pass I'm like i got the movie pass i'm terrified that movie pass really, is gonna yeah. get canceled like i'm just very afraid because the economics still doesn't feel so like... you're going hard. Yeah, I'm going hard because I'm like, this could be canceled yeah, something, something is still off. <laughs> so something, they brought it back and something is still like off about like, it. Like, hmm, there's no way. Right. You're probably right. It's probably going to get canceled again. So to all of our listeners, get Movie Pass while you have a chance. There's a $10 version and you can still go see like four or five movies a month. It's definitely worth it. I mean, I pay $20 a month and I've already seen one, two, three, four... Yeah, I've already seen four films in theaters this month, and then they're like $10 a ticket. So yeah, I've definitely like easily met the requirement. And I think anyone who likes going to movies, like if you just go to two movies a month, it's worth it. And the great thing about Movie Pass now is they're almost everywhere. So it's a lot easier to find Movie Pass things. But as per that, I saw four movies in theaters since we last talked Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Shazam. Maybe I only saw three. Puss in Boots, Shazam. Shazam 2. Shazam 2, yes. I guess I only saw three in theaters. Oh, Inside. That was the fourth movie I saw in theaters. 
Willem Dafoe's inside. So Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, DreamWorks, Spielberg, of course. Didn't direct it, but that is his company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun film. Very cool animation. I don't know if there's anything grand to say about it. You know, it's fun. It's silly. It's well-written. The Big Bad Wolf is really incredible. I think it's a great kids movie, but I don't think it's anything more than that. I know people have really been loving it. It's really cool animation design. Looks yeah. very good. It's but probably a little overrated, but I'll, I'll watch it eventually. A little overrated. I don't know if it, like the theater experience really add anything to it, but it was fun to see in theaters. I had a good time. I was the only one in the theater because uh, it's been in theaters for like three months now. I think it was in theaters like in December. So <laughs> I feel like it should be out of theaters now. So it's kind of funny that you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it's probably I think it's already on like some streaming service. Yeah. I don't know which one, but it's fine. If you have kids, great movie to see with kids. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. Better than the la- whatever the last Marvel movie I saw was. What's the last Marvel movie I saw? You don't even was remember. It, Ant was Man it Wakanda 3. Forever? Ant-Man 3. Oh, wow. It was definitely better than that. You already that. forgot. <laughs> that was like a few weeks ago. That wasn't even that long ago. What a forgettable movie. You already movie. forgot about Ant-Man 3. <laughs> These movies are just, they're on their way out, dude. Like, even this Shazam movie, like... There's no way that that is doing very well. And neither did Ant-Man 3, I believe. Like, these movies aren't doing well anymore. They're bombing. They are not. It's just... So I don't think the problem necessarily is, like, the superhero genre is dead or whatever. I think it's mostly because they've stopped trying to make good superhero movies. And most of them have never been that good. But there have been some good ones. It's just they're so far in between now. And there's so many of them. When was the last good one that you saw? Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, the Batman was probably the last good one. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Joker was good. Iron Man. That's like almost <laughs> 10 years ago at this point. Like No, Iron Man's probably over eight. Ten, well, more that than 10 like, years ago. What, 15 years ago now? 15. My God. That movie's old. <laughs> okay. I mean, there I mean, no, there are I mean, there are Marvel and DC movies that have come out in the past like what, 15 years or whatever that are good. Like ob- like yeah, yes. like uh, <laughs> I, I'm I I'm not For sure. going to say that they're all bad. Of course they're not. But like yeah. <laughs> lately it just feels like a, a big Marvel movie or DC movie comes out and no one cares. Like no one has anything <laughs> to say about them. Yeah. There I mean, and that's how I felt about Shazam Fury of the Gods. It's fine. I like the original one better cuz at least the original one's like a little bit charming, a little bit funny. This one just I for feels some reason very... saw that one recently. Like I yeah. saw the one not too long ago for the first time, like a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, and it's okay. It's just kind of I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's better than Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't suggest. I mean, relative to the last few superhero movies I've seen, it's better. It's better than the last few Marvel movies that have come out. Because like at least it's a little bit original, but then they do this really cowardly thing. Which, look, they decide to make a move, which I'm like, oh, that's a cool move to make for a superhero movie. Like, I I didn't think you would do it, and that's a brave move, and I celebrate you. And then, of course, they don't. They ended up not doing. They just turn it around. Yeah, they can't do it. Yeah, which Any pisses me off. Take, it's like, to, like turn it around. Like you finally like do like one thing that's interesting. Like you take a real risk, and then you're like, no, nope, fuck that. It's like just ruined it. Ruined the whole thing. So, yeah, it's whatever. But I then saw Inside, which I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't even heard of this right. movie. I, like, I, I'd seen I heard no about trailers. this movie. It's the, it's the William Defoe castaway movie. It's the William Defoe castaway movie. 
And I will say this, everyone in this really cares about making this movie and they put a lot of heart into it. And it's a very hard thing to do because the entire movie is just Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like at the beginning of the movie, he has like one conversation with a guy on a radio, but that's it. Like it's just him for, I don't know, how long is this movie? Like hour and a half, 105 minutes. So yeah, an hour and 40 minutes. It's a very ambitious thing to do. It's one of those one piece, one set films, one actor. Like Secret Honor. Probably shot on a pretty low budget. Yeah, like Secret Honor. But unlike Secret Honor, there's very little dialogue in this. So not only is it one person, one location, it's not like a huge monologue. It's like very little talking. And what I celebrate about this film is it forces the viewer to be challenged and you feel claustrophobic because the idea is that Willem Dafoe is trapped in this artist. He tries to rob a house. house. Yeah. He tries to rob a house or like an apartment or whatever, and he gets trapped in it. And so you have to see him figure out and like the water doesn't work for some reason. So he has to like get what he has to figure out how to get water and food and all these different kinds of things. And the first 30 minutes go by pretty slow. It, it starts pretty slow, you know, because what's cool is like you watch him kind of like figure it out in real time, basically. Like you watch him figure out, hey, how am I going to get food? How am I going to get water? How am I going to do that? Which can get a little slow, I think. And, you know, he's trying to figure out like, how the hell am I going to get out of here? And I think part of the reason that the beginning feels slow is it feels fucking hopeless. Like mm -hmm. it feels like William Defoe is going to die in this room and there's just nothing pushing him forward. You're like, what the fuck? The point is even of even living. And it's not until he discovers that there is possibly a way out, but it requires a lot of work and, you know, a lot of time and a lot of cool moving the furniture around. Once he figures that out, basically the next hour, it's him trying to get out. Very cool. You watch Willem Dafoe. I mean, he, Willem Dafoe truly gives all of his. He's one of the greatest actors of all time. Oh yeah, and I mean, he, he gives it his he, all. He's worked this. with every. He's worked with every major. Like he's basically worked with every great director at this point. Yeah, and I can see why. I mean, <laughs> pull this off is near impossible. And I think if you didn't have someone like Willem Dafoe in this, it wouldn't work. Like you need a Willem Dafoe. For this to work and there's very few people that could have done it and the fact that he did is amazing and you yeah. watch him descend into madness in all the great ways i do wish it would be a little bit crazier like it's a bit crazy it's a bit weird i kind of wish they would have gone a little bit crazier a little more wild and when i went to theaters to see this there was only two other people in the theater and there were a couple and it was really fun watching it with them because they were very scared and they were very verbal in their uh, viewing experience, which is the best way to view a film. I think movie theaters are made to be verbal experiences, and it was fun. Uh, uh, it depends. Well, when I say verbal experience, I don't think people should be talking through movies. I'm not saying that, but I'm a big believer in the call and response of movies. Like, that's why you go to the movie theater. It's sure. yelling and the screaming. Yeah, and yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It depends. That's what I love. That's what I love when I go to a movie theater. I know that's not. I saw Infinity cup of tea. Pool. I saw Infinity Pool, and like there was like a mm -hmm. couple there, and they were like making little comments and jokes. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not like. I'm not being pro. Like people should talk during movies or like make little no, jokes no, about I'm it. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like I like the 
the visceral response, right, of watching a movie and yeah, like, yeah, I agree. You know, getting scared and yelling and, and laughing and that sort of thing. Like yeah. John Wick 4, we saw that even though we went to a 10.30 a.m. performance performance showing, it was a sold-out show in a yeah, giant a theater. Movie. People this were move, that fucking movie, excited. Yeah, John Wick 4 is completely blowing out every superhero movie, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you will make yep. more movie, more money throughout the world than Ant-Man 3 and Shazam 2 combined. Oh, yeah. I bet you. I mean, they're showing every single theater here in Reno, and every single showing was sold out. Like, it's... I mean, and Reno's not very... It did like, just come out. <laughs> yeah. It did just come out, but people seem genuinely excited and you go on the letterbox like people are fucking loving john wick i mean yeah of course yeah i like the john, john wick, wick movies i think they're overall pretty good i think the four is the best one i That's think cool. it's it's worth the time i know it's long but like yeah, it does go. not feel long except the person no, i don't the, give a fuck the fucking person in front of me they were playing sudoku the whole time that is so cool <laughs> like they went to a three hour they who the fuck pays like 20 dollars to go see a brand new film and sometimes I think like people like I think there are some people even like older people like they have to even when you go into a movie which is the point of a movie is that you're trapped you know like <laughs> yeah that's kind of like the point of going to a movie I think there are just some people that are just like I can't do it like I can't pay attention for two hours I have to be doing something else on my phone or with my hands and I don't know it's just kind of but you know John Wick four is still a really long movie so I mean like. <laughs> You know, I'm sure more people will be watching it like without <laughs> anything go else going on in front of their yeah. face, you know, so that's cool. Yeah, it was. And, you know, to give this person the fairness they deserve, it seems that they did go with their partner and her boyfriend, husband, whatever. And he seemed very excited about the movie and she didn't. So she oh, might have okay. been dragged all to right, the performance. Right. That's fine. That's fine. So <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I think that's might not been her first choice. So. Yeah, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But watching that in a packed theater, only way to experience John Wick. I mean, fuck, this movie. One of my big complaints is the last, like, five movies I've seen, and this like, might just be the fucking movie theaters that I've been going to because fucking Reno, man. But they've just been really quiet. And, like, the sound designs have just been really lame. Like, not good sound design. And, you know, you just don't, like... Like the great thing about movie theaters, like right, you like shake in your seat, you know, you yeah, love that yeah, like yeah. big subwoofer and bass and shit. And John Wick Four, it fucking goes hard. It's so loud, and you know the the shooting and the fighting. Oh my god, everything about John Wick Four. Obviously, I'm not going to give yeah. anything away because you need to enjoy the experience, and everyone listening yeah, needs to enjoy that experience. Enjoy but it. strongly, strongly, strongly recommend everyone go see that in theaters. It is a blast. You heard it, guys. Go see Shazam Two. It's out now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> been watching anything else uh i saw um i'm, I'm sorry i i want to go th through um well a couple things i've started um watching all the james bond movies so i made it through the first two oh, okay like all the john james bond movies i don't know why it compelled me to do that that's awesome so so watch the first two yeah it's a lot of movies i watched dr no and watch from russia with love and you know there's not a lot to say about him except that like james bond is like evil he's like a very evil guy <laughs> Yeah, and I kind of like the, like the '60s like production design, and they're kind of boring, but they're fine. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like a lot of fun, but they are kind of boring. Yeah, but I don't really have like a lot to say about it so far, just because like you know they're James Bond movies, like they're very calculated movies. And Sean Connery, he's cool. He's a cool guy. Sean Connery. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but I also saw the sort of 
Sylvester Stallone screenplay <laughs> written movie Cobra from 1986. <laughs> Heaven. Okay. Ooh, this was yeah. a this was a good movie. Um, it's a it's a it's one of those like um 80s action movies that has like very deplorable politics about like um justice and stuff like that. Like, kind of reminded me of Die Hard a little bit, like that character, but it's like okay. really turned up a notch, right? Like the awesome the vigilante <laughs> cop. Um, and it's really turned up. And I, I'll just say that like Cobra has like a lot of like really weird details that don't make any sense that are really <laughs> strange decisions. It's not directed by Stallone, but it's starring and he wrote it. Um, okay. And he's a good writer, I think. But this movie was just like, I mean, he is just fucking crazy stuff happening in this movie. Just weird little details. and But it was a fun movie. It's like less than 90 minutes. I recommend it if you like that stuff. Just really funny, really funny movie. And I don't know what else. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I'll mention is that like taking a break from Star Trek a little bit. Okay. And I've decided to put in all of my focus into finally fucking finishing Twin Peaks. <laughs> like, I gotta finish it. You need to. I've watched the first season like three or four times Yeah. in my life. But I think it's sticking. I'm like, you know, like maybe like a third of the way through the second season. I watched that really great David Lynch directed. Uh, we watched the one last night where that David Lynch directed with like the horse. It's mm-hmm. where it's revealed that Leland Palmer. Oh, he, it's basically revealed that Leland Palmer, his, his, you know, Twin Peaks spoilers, watch out. He has <laughs> his second, he has like a second personality who is Bob essentially. Yep. It's revealed. That episode was crazy. One of the finest episodes of television I've ever seen when the, he kills the uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. That is so good. So good. But you can tell when it's not directed by David Lynch, the the episodes feel a little bit less serious. They feel a little bit less. Um, they feel more silly. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, yes, I think they try to like hit upon like some kind of like weirdness. You know what I mean? Like that Lynch is able to hit, but it just misses. But even those episodes are still entertaining um, and funny. But I'm focusing in. Gonna watch that. Gonna watch the movie. Gonna watch the third season. It has awesome. to be done. It just. It needs I to know, be done. Just, you know, I always fall out. Yeah. It's time. So that's pretty much it's what we're doing. It's time you finally get it. That's awesome. I'm I'm very excited for you. I mean, second season, you know, I read Room to Dream, David Lynch's biography slash autobiography. It's kind of weird. Really interesting read because half of it's written by him, half of it's written by a biographer. It's wild. He talks a lot about Twin Peaks and specifically the second season because he kind of did, had lost a lot of control in the second season and he was off doing other shit for a lot of it. So they shot a lot of it without him. And one of the big complaints, a lot of the people on set complained was like the direct, cause they'd have like a different director for each episode. And they'd be like, the director would go, this looks very David Lynchian. You know, they would do things just oh, to like try oh, to. That's so terrible. Oh my Which is God. why like Ugh. you have those episodes that like, as you said, like they try to be weird. Cause they're, <laughs> they're like, gross. Oh, we're going to like try to be Lynchian. Right. We're going to try to be like David Lynch. Fuck and you. It, <laughs> You fucking hack. Yeah. Those are the worst episodes. Some of them are directed by like Diane Keaton does a great episode. I don't know if you've seen that yet. You might have. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that one's pretty late in the season, second season. But yeah, that's the tough thing about second season is there's some episodes that are, you know, David Lynch, great, just because the first season. And then there are episodes (laughs) that are like kind of very off, you know, just don't like feel very Twin Peaks, you know, don't have the the greatness of it but i mean you have to watch it because season three 
is right of course yeah so perfect i mean it i'm excited for you i'm pumped yeah yeah i'm very excited for you. But, but i mean that's yeah. that's pretty much for me pretty much it for me so i've been watching a shit ton of movies lately i mean i've just fucking been on it as Let's far go. as movies go not only yeah, have i got a movie theater four times movie mindset i also because i read that george lucas a life strongly recommend yeah. everyone read that if you like biographies if you like film or if you like books about filmmakers strongly recommend it's one of the best biographies i've ever read and i love biographies go read it because i read that i wanted to rewatch the original star wars trilogy because like i read i know all of the, like the details behind it and how weird it is and fascinating and just how fucking hard it was to make the first one and all this kind of stuff and even though i'm endlessly fascinated by the character George Lucas. I am not endlessly fascinated by the Star Wars world. I just don't get it. I mean, I love that people love it so much, and I love that George Lucas got to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on it. But, and maybe part of it is because I did read the biography, because George Lucas is a very complicated character. And the thing about the second, third Star Wars movies is he hired other directors to direct the films, but George Lucas is, to put it nicely, he's a very hands-on producer. Yeah, I mean, you wrote the movie. You wrote all three. Well, kind of. You wrote, like, one big script, and then, like, yeah, you divide it into three well, movies. Well, that's what George Lucas likes to tell you, but that's actually not true. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so, funny then, okay. So George Lucas has this Whatever. problem where he likes to uh, recreate history. and That's good, yeah. His most recent tale is like he wrote all nine films in like a single yeah. draft. And oh, that was I thought it. it was all. I I I I I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know he said that. I thought it was just yeah. the um the original three. But that doesn't even make any sense because he has no involvement on the seven, no. eight, or nine. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he he tried to, but we'll get into that in a second. But actually, he originally just wrote the script for the first one, and it took him years and years to write it, and he had to hire other writers to come onto it. And then for the second film, he actually hired a writer to do the second. So he gave a story treatment. He's like, here's what I want the second film to be about. And then uh, this woman writes it. And he's like, I don't really like this. And the woman immediately passes away. Like, she dies of cancer. And it's like, oh, shit. But he, the thing is, he's like, he had to make the second one right after the first one. Because he made a deal with Fox that, like, you had to make a, a second film after something. No, it was with... I think it was with Fox that they had to make the second film within like a certain amount of time or he'd lose his rights. So then he writes a draft of it, but then he hires other writers to go on and kind of like rewrite it. He did write the, um, the second star Wars trilogy. He did write most of that, right? which you could, yeah. you can tell, <laughs> you can tell. Yes. He's, and actually uh, George Lucas says this a lot and you learn this a lot in the book is like, he hates writing. He fucking hates it. And he doesn't think he's good at it. So he usually hires writers to write it. Like he's got the ideas, but he doesn't do the writing himself. So second, third one, he sort of writes them. I mean, it is his like ideas and he's very good at world building. Like, I think that's like his kind of thing is, is a very good world builder. But the thing about the second and third films is he brings on directors, but then, and you kind of hear like, even the directors talk about this too is they felt very belittled on set <clears throat> whenever because george lucas was basically on set every day even though george lucas fucking hates being on set he hates being on set he hates it more than anything else 
even though he hates it, he'd be on set every day. And all of the actors, the producers, pretty much everyone who's involved in the film would look to George Lucas and not to the director. And basically anything the director said would be undermined by George Lucas, which if George Lucas was just going to go and like direct the films, which I think he should have just directed the original three because he directed the first one and it's fine. I think he should have just directed all three because he basically directs the second and third. But then, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating because like all of the, at the time, like all the bad press, he would just blame on the director. He was like, oh, that was their fault. And then all the good press would be the great George Lucas, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. So that may have colored my opinion of Star Wars. I do think it's good world building. You know, I love the force. Frank Oz, who does Yoda. I mean, what, what an incredible Yoda. And of course, ILM, one of the best production, what are, what are they called? Special effects companies that's out there. So great respect for that. But I don't know. I don't love the original trilogy that much. Like, I just don't care that much. And maybe it just missed me. Maybe it just went over my head. It might just be like the Jurassic Park thing. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know. But I'm glad that people love it. But it's just not, just not my thing, man. I mean, if you can't get on board, like, the space operatic adventure mm -hmm. story that's, like, you know, very, like, Shakespearean in a way, mm -hmm. then special effects can only do so much. Like, if you're not on right. board for that, which for me, that's really why those movies are good. It's not, like, about, like, spaceships or lightsabers, even though people feel differently. Mm-hmm. It's the great characters, it's the great story, it's the great, you know, just, you know, journey that they all go on. I, I love that. And that's really what those movies are so great. And if you, if you don't like that, then you're just <laughs> not gonna, you're not like, well, like a, the Yoda puppet is only gonna do so much for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. You know, just, that's just how it is. It's just how it is. I do think George Lucas is great as, maybe great's not the right word. I think George Lucas is endlessly fascinating. Sure, yeah. And the fact that he sold Star Wars to Disney is very prophetic because he went to Disneyland on opening day, like way back when, which is kind of <laughs> cool. I forgot about that detail. Yeah, so... I think I remember this, yeah. So, like, George Lucas always sold his company until he sold it as, like, the small independent company, even though it was a multi-billion dollar company. And so we had a lot of meetings with Hasbro and these other companies, and something that they complained about, no... Not that they complained about, but something that they noticed was after the original Star Wars, so every Star Wars film that he made after that, the second one, the third one, and then the second trilogy, he seemed to be more focused on the selling of the film and the toys that go with it than he was the making of the film itself or the story behind it. And that's actually how Boba Fett was created and the reason that he kind of kills off Boba Fett in that kind of lame way is yeah whatever i see him less as a filmmaker and more as a businessman and he's very good at it he's one of the best i mean he was the first filmmaker to be a billionaire so he's clearly good at what he does no disrespect that way but ever since that first star wars was released which of course was his third film after thx and american graffiti he was always more concerned about selling toys for whatever films he produced or made than he was about the making of the film which is, it is what it is. I mean, obviously it was a great success. And I mean, he's built the world of Star Wars and all of that. But, but as far as the third trilogy goes, 
Bob Iger met with him. He's like, I want to buy Star Wars because he wants to make another trilogy. And George Lucas is like, I'll let you do it only if I can make all three films. And Disney's like, we don't really want you to do that. So what we'll do is we'll give you. Yeah, fuck you. So he, they basically, Bob Iger basically tells George Lucas, like, we'll give you um, the opportunity to sit in on all of them and add your suggestions. And he's like, you know what? That's cool. Because he assumes that Disney's just going to listen to him. But they don't. Yeah. So he did like write a story out, a treatment for seven, eight, and nine, and they don't follow it all. Like apparently the films that they made have nothing to do with whatever, whatever yeah. the fuck that. Uh... <laughs> That's good. But but he did produce uh, the Clone Wars movie and animated series, so that was pre Disney. So he did do that. Like that's kind of his thing. Kind of he like produced it, but it's not like his typical like yeah focus of Star Wars. It was more of like, hey, I want you to do this, and then he kind of stepped away. So I don't know. One last thing I do want to talk about, though, before we go, strongly suggest, Andrew, you see this, is a movie called The Entertainer. Okay. 1960, Laurence Olivier. It's basically a proto all that jazz. Very fascinating. Based off of a play, it's about this vaudevillian actor in 1960. So it's like the death of vaudeville. Very cool British new wave. British, you. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Not Ugh. many great uh, <laughs> British directors Whatever. out there, but I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's almost as good as all that jazz. Like that's that's how I feel about this film. I think you're gonna love it. I mean, it is very powerful, very intense. My only complaint is it is based off of a play, so sometimes it can feel as if they're kind of just sitting in a room talking. But there are multiple yeah. locations. You know, they go all over. So. I mean, I loved it. it. Lawrence Olivier, I think, gives one of his best performances. It's wonderful. You got to see it. Strongly recommend. It's on Criterion Collection. It's great. It's so great. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. I think that should be good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Thank you again.